Appreciate that. Well, if you would, pull out your Bibles this morning. And today we're going to, I've wrestled all week about what to do here. Whether to keep rolling in Romans or to do something different. And I was rolling in Romans until yesterday. Then God kind of grabbed me and took me somewhere else. So we're going to take a break. You guys studied Romans this morning, continuing in your study. I think you finished chapter 2, um, working in chapter 2 this morning. We're going we're gonna to step aside this morning. We'll pick back up um, next week in Romans. But today, I want to, if you would, turn to the book of Psalms. Doing a little background study on this psalm. We see there's a direct line between Psalm 46 and the book of Romans has made an incredible impact on a man named Martin Luther. But God led me to this passage yesterday and couldn't get me away from it. It made an incredible impression on my heart as I watched the world in many ways burn yesterday. I don't know about you, but you turn on the TV and you watch. You get on social media and you see what's taking place, not just it with the media, but at Walmart and grocery stores. And it's just chaos. People are scared to interact with others. People are isolating themselves. It's a, one of the biggest fears that I have that we would neglect the opportunity to meet together and worship our God. And that's one of the, kind of the foundational elements of our church is this time slot right here. And that's one of the first things I said to you one year ago, is that our focus as a church is going to be putting all of our investment into worship and let everything else build out of that. And so when it comes to a moment where we have to decide, are we going to gather for worship? The answer is simple. Yes. Now everything else is secondary. But at minimum, we must gather for worship as safe as we can and provide that opportunity for encouragement, for love, and for hope. I don't know about you, but I feel better being in a room with other people and seeing smiling faces. But I think there's a truth in Scripture that we have to understand. We must understand if we're going to thrive in our society even today. And that's found in Psalm 46. So if you would read it with me. Verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. 
Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolation to the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the truth that we find in Scripture. In days like today when we struggle, we struggle with hope, we struggle with sanity, we're confused and not sure where to turn or what to do. Father, I pray that we would come to your word and find truth and direction. So, Father, direct our steps. Teach us now to understand where we put our trust and why. In your son's name we pray. Amen. If you look at this passage, we see some key characteristics here of God. Some key truths that we must remember when life, our life, is thrown into chaos and confusion. And this could take place in normal days when you just experience the ins and outs of everyday life. And you struggle in your workplace, you struggle with your family, or when it seems like the world is burning. How do you respond? There's one thing we've got to remember. There is a God. And God is. From this passage, we learned clearly a few things about God. Number one, God is our refuge. God is the place that we can go to find refuge from the struggles of life, from the storms, from the chaos of life. God is the one that we should run to to find refuge and hope. Number two, we see that God is our strength. When we are weak, we can find strength with who? With God. He provides us strength when we are weak. Not only that, if we look at the end of verse 1, we see that God is our helper. Anyone ever been in need of help? Desperate need of help, even if it's for another roll of toilet paper. God is our helper in times of trouble. We see here that God should be at the center of life. As the creator of the world, as the initiator of all creation, we know that he laid the foundations of the earth. And he is the one person, it's like your mama tells you, right? I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. There is only one that can do that, right? And that is God. God brought you in, and he can take you out. He should be the center of not just creation, but the world. And we see that found here in Psalm 46. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue about mama. We see in verse 7 that the Lord of hosts, where is he? He is with us. We have to remember that even when we find ourselves in isolation, that God is with us. We are not alone. 
And let me just make a note, and I've tried to make it clear over the last few days. Like, if you don't feel comfortable gathering, it's okay. If you're sick, you can stay home. But listen to me. This is what we need to do, those of us who are well and can. Our friends that are unable to be here today, we need to make sure that we touch base with them. We cannot transmit a disease over the telephone. So pick up the phone and call your small group. Call the people who missed Sunday school this morning and check on them and let them know they were missed and that we love them and we care about them. Engage them in Bible study. You can do that over the phone. That can take place. But make sure that you know or they know that they are missed and they are loved. You know, it's going to be hard over the next few weeks. It's going to be pretty much impossible for us to make visits. Even to hospitals or nursing homes. We can't do it. But we must take the time and effort to reach out to them and let them know that we are here and somebody cares about them and that God is with them. The God of Jacob is our fortress. When the enemies come against us, when the devil seems to be attacking us, there is one place we can go to find relief and protection. And that is God. God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our helper. God is with us. And he is our fortress. Understanding that as believers, there's a few responses that are expected of us that we find here in this passage. Number one, we are commanded to not fear. There is absolutely nothing on this earth that should cause a Christian to fear and panic. The only prized possession that we have that, can be t- that cannot be taken away is our salvation. So what else do we have to fear? Let the world take everything else. The one thing that matters, our eternal security... We've got it if we trust in Jesus as our Savior. So Christian, do not fear. Though the earth gives way or the mountains be moved, the ro- when the waters roar and they foam, do not be afraid, do not fear, because God is with us. So here's the command. Christian, be still and know. Be still and know that I am God. i tell you what. I'm not sure I know what I'm going to do with myself. Because there are no sports to watch. Nothing. So you know what we've done? We've pulled out board games. We've spent time around the table. We've watched some old movies. We've gone on walks. We've shared life together. Just because the world is in chaos doesn't mean that we cannot live to the fullest. There comes a point in our day when we have to be still and know that I am God. 
and that He is in control and He is more than able to take care of you. So I challenge you in the next few days, take time to be still and know. With that being said, I want to share an important announcement with you. So Marcy, will you go ahead and roll the footage? Hey guys, welcome to another Fridays at 5. It's been a while, but I want to make sure that we have... Hey guys, welcome to another Fridays at 5. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> Hey guys. Welcome to Fridays at 5. I know it's been a bit before we had JT. Hey guys, welcome to Fridays at 5. I want to... Sh hey guys, welcome to Fridays at 5. Hey guys, welcome to Fridays at 5. I know it's been a while, but I want to come on this week and make sure that you're aware of our plans for worship in the coming days. I know that... Hey guys, welcome to Fridays at 5. I know it's been a while, but... with us. I know that's silly, but there's something we've got to do as believers. We've got to keep living. And we've got to display the hope that is in us to the world around us because they're living without hope right now. And so we've got to share the hope. That was super embarrassing. So you know my struggles day in and day out. But here's the reality. Like, we can live a normal life. We can. Like the world has experienced tragedy before, and we have to stand strong as believers because God is there and He is in control. 
And he is our refuge and our helper. And he is our strength when we are weak. So guys, let's live for Jesus. Let's not let anything stop us from doing that. So we're going to take precautions. And we're going to be safe. But we're going to serve Jesus together. So I encourage you to do that in the coming days. Find opportunities to share the hope that you have within you with the world around you because they desperately need to hear it. I think we could all use a little less toilet paper and a little more Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for your word and the truth that we find in the cross. That we can be confident in our place in history. And that is found in nothing other than your son. So I thank you for sending him to make right all the wrongs of the world. We know, Father, that we, you created a perfect earth. And we messed that up. And you sent your perfect son to make things right. And as we trust in him as our savior, Father, your son Jesus gives us the confidence to live to share the hope with the world. So as the, hope, as the world is shaken right now and scared, Father, help us to stand tall and display that hope and that light and that we would be a city on a hill. Give us an opportunity to do that this week. In your son Jesus, his name we pray. Amen. So just during the offertory today, I just want to give you a few moments just to resolve in your heart.